0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
2: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
1: I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A Green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not-so-good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets. It's hard to believe, but football is back. The NFL preseason has kicked off, and soon we'll have regular season college football and NFL football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about MyBookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, MyBookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get the revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Why not make money when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right, you put in $100 and they give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to MyBookie.ag and sign up with promo code READY. That's R-E-A-D-Y. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil the rebound.
0: Kevin Ollie brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Ow! He backed it in! He backed it in! And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. Eighteen points, nine rebounds, six assists. Oh! what assist the dick oh, 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 double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa! Whoa! Oh, no! oh, Whoa! Oh, no, right don't hand. let
2: him throw it down like that! Victor! Oh, let's keep
0: up! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Born Ready to Pod Podcast. My name is Chris Cook. And no one here is sitting next to me today. I am actually here flying solo uh, for the first episode ever. I've never actually done one of these where I've just talked to myself the entire time, so. Good luck to you listeners as you hear me rattle on and uh, try to think in between my thoughts here because this is going to be very interesting. But with the schedule coming out today, I felt like uh, you know we had to do a special edition podcast episode here. I know we had just did one yesterday um, and we were previewing what the schedule may be, but uh, today we actually got the schedule for the Pacers and so we wanted to make sure that uh, we reached out to our listeners and you know gave some of our input on it and then also kind of just recapped uh, what had happened in the schedule so uh, later on uh, after I finish recapping some of the highlights I am going to talk to Hawk Hawk's going to call in and uh, we're going to go over his thoughts on the schedule and what he thinks about it but uh, first off like like uh, like I've been saying i um, just going to do a quick recap here and then we'll go from there so um, Pacers schedule came out today at three o'clock p.m. Eastern which is They said it would come out at 3 p.m., but I was there refreshing my feet at work for about 20 minutes because um, it took way longer than it than I would have anticipated. Um, That, but it's like that with anything else. You know, the NBA award shows say the award show starts at 9 o'clock, but you're not going to find out who the MVP is till 11:30. So that's how the NBA works. Took about 20 or 30 minutes, and then finally Indy started tweeted out uh, an article and then I was able to access the information and then from there it was just you know kind of a rolling ball of information that just everybody had access to it so um, first off Pacers game to start the season uh, versus the Detroit Pistons um, so I'm not really sure I didn't do look at you know years before of games that we've started out um, at home or away but it seems like it's been about four or five years now, at least in a row, where we've started the season off at home, which is really good. Uh, last year, we had that big win against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies at home, and you know it was kind of a you know a nice glimmer of hope there to uh, start off the year. Um, and so this year, October twenty third versus the Detroit Pistons. Um, so that'll be interesting. Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and then now Derek Rose. Really, don't know much more about that roster. Um, I They might be a playoff team this year, but it doesn't really matter. I see that being a, a good test for the Pacers off the gate, a uh, division rival there. So And then, I mean, from there they play the Pistons three times in like a couple of weeks. So uh, they play four games against the Pistons, like they do with every other division rival. Um, but three of them are actually uh, – Played in the month of October, months of October and early November, so um, they knock those games out right off the bat, which is very interesting to me. Um, so, like I said, versus Detroit to start, and then at Cleveland next, and then they travel back to Detroit. Like I said, playing them in multiple games there to start off the year, and then they finish up that road trip at Brooklyn. So, three of their first four games on the road. Um, you know, obviously we're getting two or three months ahead here, so. Prediction-wise, this isn't going to hold up, but I'd say probably three and one is a good bet there. Uh, maybe two and two. That Detroit game. Usually, it seems like we, you know, split with Detroit on the road, or uh, they beat us both times. So I could see three and one or two and two. Um, on that first four games and then after that they follow back up with two home games first the cleveland cavaliers and chicago bulls so two games there against the cavaliers and then thad young makes his return back with the bulls Uh, both should be wins there i know we lost the home game last year against the cleveland cavaliers and larry nance tipping even though that was technically a foul uh should both be wins there Uh, no excuses to lose to either of those teams on the road or excuse me at home and then they go and play the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, that's that's just I don't. If you lose that game, come on. I know we haven't been good at winning at Charlotte, but you got to win that game. Charlotte Hornets stink. Um, and then the next three games, versus Washington, versus Detroit at Orlando. So that's the first ten games of the season, right there. Uh, one, two, three, four. So five and five, five at home and five away. So I would say. Hopefully, maybe 7-3, and 8-2 and two would be a good start for the Pacers there. Very easy schedule to start off, and I know we had talked about it a little bit yesterday, was the fact that um, would you rather have an easy schedule to start off or would you rather have a hard schedule to start off? And The first 10 games of the season, I mean, you're playing some, I'm not going to say easy competition, but you're not playing any huge teams besides, really, the Brooklyn Nets, and, I mean, they're going to be playing, obviously, without Kevin Durant. So... I think the Pacers should do very well there to start off the year. It's going to give those new guys some time. Uh, You know, they're going to be figuring out rotations and things like that with, you know, obviously an overhaul of new guys. So I think it's going to be good for those players to build some camaraderie with each other and, you know, hopefully work out some of the kinks in those first 10 games and have a positive record there because, I mean, if you look at it, the month of December, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but things get tougher once you get to that month. So... Um I like the start of the season for the Pacers um and like I said I think you know 7 or 8 wins there I mean hopefully they can they can knock those out um So another big thing from looking at the schedule is also they have 11 back to back games um so I know the NBA has reduced a lot of these throughout the years I mean I can remember when they used to play 3 games in a row it was back to back to back um and I think most recently was the lockout season they had to do that um But the Pacers have 11 back-to-backs, and um, I can't remember statistics-wise how it went last year for them. But uh, back-to-back games are always tough, uh, especially if you have a a home game and then you got to travel the next day. Um, You can most of the time consider that next game a loss. Doesn't matter really who you're playing; you're just teams gas. So, uh, 11 of those, 11 back-to-backs. It is what it is. The schedule's a schedule. Everybody's got the same amount of back-to-back, so there's really really no excuse there. Um, Just something that I like to point out because everybody always talks about it during the season. Um, So then coming up after that, my next highlight is Return Games. Um, this is just for players um, that were obviously on the team last season and have went to new teams, most notably Thaddeus Young uh, with the Chicago Bulls. He returns back to Banker's Life Fieldhouse November 3rd, and then he comes back to play here January 29th. So excited to see Thad. Um, hopefully, I'm not really sure if he's going to start for uh, the Bulls. I know they have Wendell Carter Jr. and uh, Mark and I will be back this year. Healthy. I know he played la- towards the end of last year, so he'll be healthy. Um, so hopefully if that'll be in the starting lineup, that'd be nice to see him and, Mark and uh paired together, um, and it'll be very interesting to see him back at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I, I know that's going to be a game where absolutely no one boos. It's going to be all cheers for him. So looking forward to that. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic, November 27th, he returns back to Banker's Life Fieldhouse. He plays on a Western Conference team, so he's only going to get – uh, one one uh, visit to Bankers Life Fieldhouse this season, um, so it'll be interesting to see him return as well. I could see him probably be being relatively nervous. Um, he pretty much built a home here, and you know, even though it was only two seasons, I mean, he got comfortable here. So. I could see Bojan being nervous, and, you know, it's going to be a game where you're not going to boo for him, but it's going to be one of those games where you're hoping he has one of of his uh, typical off nights. So that's what I'm going to be hoping for. I'm not going to boo Bojan. I love Bojan, but I'm going to be hoping that he, you know, maybe shoots 0 for 10 from the three-point line that night. And then uh, Corey Joseph with the Sacramento Kings returns on December 20th. Corey got that massive contract from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Good for him, he got paid, and he'll be returning uh, close to Christmas, and uh, I don't think we'll hear anything negative in the stands from Corey Joseph, all three of those guys, beloved Pacers, and I think, you know, um, at any point in their careers, I mean, take the contracts out, uh, Bojan's making a lot of money for four seasons, but they'd be welcome back uh, at any point, and we really uh, appreciate what they did for us in the past, so... Next up on the list here, we have road trips. And sorry if I seem out of breath, it's because I don't usually do this much talking. I leave that to Hawk and Jake to do all the talking, and I'll chime in here and there. But uh, if it sounds like I'm out of breath, it's because I am. uh, I'm reading just the bullet points here, and I'm not used to talking this much. So I apologize for the breathing. Road trip-wise, three five-game road trips. So... I know last year we had a difficult time in the month of March, and I know there was a big road trip there. Um, So the road trips spaced out here this season. I'll start with the first one. It's at the end of November. They play Philly, Memphis, Oklahoma City, Detroit, and the Knicks. So that one I would probably say is the easiest road trip. Philly's really the the only one on that list that I feel like you have to worry about, Memphis is rebuilding. Oklahoma City's, we don't know about Chris Paul yet. We, we expect him to play, but, I mean, that could be a tough game. Um, and then uh, Detroit and New York, I think, are winnable games. So that's the easiest road trip right there for me from what I'm looking at. Um, but obviously any game on the road is tough. Um, and then so... Their next five-game road trip in January, this one's the toughest one. It's the West Coast road trip at Denver, at Utah, at Phoenix, Golden State, and at Portland. So uh, that's that's going to be a real tough road trip. Denver, uh, you know, following up from their good season last year. Utah is better this season. Phoenix is, I mean, they're still bad, but they're better. Um, and then you also have Golden State, who you playing there at or or not Oracle, the new arena, Um, and then Portland, um, it seems like we can never win at Portland, so that's going to be a tough one, and then uh, February 29th, the final longest road trip, Cleveland, San Antonio, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Dallas, so, that one right there, San Antonio will be tough. Although we've won there a couple of times the last few seasons, last few years, um, and then Milwaukee, it's always tough to play and win there. Uh, Dallas, you, know, you got Porzingis back, so you're not really sure what to expect there. And you know, in the later part of the year, maybe he's playing, maybe he's not. Um, and then Chicago, I think we can win that. And Cleveland, like that's a game that I uh, would like to go to. It's on a Saturday, so if you're thinking about making a road trip and you like to go to nearby arenas, February 29th, It's a You know, it's a leap year, so go check out Cleveland. All right, so next up, next bullet point here, homestands. So I wanted to highlight the three four-game homestands. First up, uh, right before that road trip in November for the Pacers, and starting on November 23rd, Orlando, Memphis, Utah, and Atlanta. So... Nice little home stretch there, and then they follow up again in February at the four-game home stretch, Toronto, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. So uh, Zion Williamson will be coming to Bankers Life Fieldhouse in February for any of those that are interested to get tickets to that and watch him play. Um, And then in March, Golden State, Miami, Cleveland, and Phoenix. So uh, nice little... uh, Patches there on the schedule where the Pacers have some home games, so looking forward to seeing what they do there. Um, those are the games that you know typically you want to at least go uh, three and one, four and zero. Oh. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get most of those games. And uh, Oladipo should be back for that one in February. The one in November will be pretty important though because you're playing without Oladipo, and you wanna you wanna get as many wins. as as possible that are to your favor so when I say that I mean uh, obviously games at home you have a very solid advantage there so when you're playing at home you want to make sure that you defend your home court the Pacers have done a good job of that um, pretty much since I've been following them so I uh, I'm hoping that you know at least with those most of those home games that they play before Depot gets back they can take care of business and then on the road I mean it's always tough but at least going 500 on the road um, they've they've struggled a lot on the road um, but you know at least going 500 then taking care of those games at home <laughs> um, so looking at that next up notable calendar dates when I look at the schedule, these are just some of the games that come to mind. Um, so I always just look at Milwaukee and Philadelphia. So Milwaukee, they play once in November at Indiana. In December, they play at Milwaukee. Uh, and then in February, they play at Indy. and in March, they play back at Milwaukee. So that schedule there spread out. Unlike Detroit, they play three times in the first couple of weeks of the season. That schedule against Milwaukee's uh, spread out there, so that's going to be important series. I think Milwaukee's probably going to be the top team in the East this year. I know Philly's gotten better, but um, and Milwaukee did lose Brogdon to us, but I do think uh, Milwaukee will have a pretty solid regular season. Again, they got the best player in the East, so um, I uh, think those games are important. I don't think it's important because the Pacers need to be the division champions, but any time that you can You know, win a couple of those games against the top competition that eats. It's going to do really well for the Pacers, uh, you know, confidence, especially those two games there in uh, November and December when they're going to be playing without Victor. And then uh, Philly. So that schedule is also pretty much spread out. Uh, November 30th, they play at Philly. And then the one that I th- am most interested in is December 31st, New Year's Eve. They always play that New Year's Eve game at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They play at Indiana. Um, so I think it's 3 o'clock is when that game usually starts. So that will be an interesting one to watch. Um, and then they play January 13th in Indy. So back-to-back games are in Indy. And then they follow up with Philly on uh, March 13th. So those are the – pretty much you look at those games and – like I, like most people, I'm looking when they play those uh, you know those Eastern Conference teams. That I'm not saying that the Pacers are going to have the same record as those teams, but those are series that you want to look at. And I mean, you're going for that number one seed. and I'm not saying the Pacers are going to be the number one seed, but you want to make sure that you win those tiebreakers because uh, when you're battling for seeding, and we've seen it with the Pacers in the past, they've they've gotten a the fifth seed uh, two seasons in a row. And let's just say they've t- if they could have tied those series or won won those series it could have been a different ball game so um, Pacers really need to you know do their best there to at least tie and you know split the series with those two top teams in the east Um, and then some of the other games I got here uh, 11-29 versus Atlanta I always circle the Black Friday game Um, that, those games start at eight o'clock at Bankers Life Fieldhouse and if you haven't ever went I highly suggest you do Um, it's a lot of fun Uh, The crowd is always pretty electric. Um, You know, all the food and things that they did the day before. All the shopping and everything I guess they do before the game. But I've been to a Black Friday game, and I actually got to sit courtside, and it was amazing. So if you have nothing else going on, I would highly recommend that you go to that game. Even though it's against the Hawks, they're, you know, they're going to be decent. They'll be an average team, but uh, it's still going to be a fun night, and the crowd is, you know, I'm not saying it's a playoff atmosphere, but it's right below that, at least when I've been. So, um, Other games too, uh, December 9th, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard uh, come to play at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, um, the only uh, game they'll be playing there this year. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into the Paul George booing d- debate really, but uh, I will say that. I would not boo him, and that's just simply because I don't want him to think that I care. So I know a lot of people are getting in the debates between should I boo, should I not? You shouldn't boo, you shouldn't not. I say just don't boo, cause who cares? Um, I don't like the guy, but I just don't want to acknowledge it. So uh, hopefully the Pacers can win that game. Um, and then a couple days later, they play versus Boston Celtics, Boston with uh, you know new team this year lost Horford and Kyrie, uh, but they brought in Kimball Walker, so they're still going to be pretty solid team. Um, so would like to – that's the first game they play against the Celtics, so that's a game that they swept us last year in the playoffs. And, you know, hopefully the Pacers have that circled on the calendar this year that, you know, we need to come out and we need to make a statement this game because we got completely embarrassed by them last April. And I know it's a bunch of new guys on the roster, but, you know, Coaching, coach wise, and you know the main players. I mean, they just need to say we cannot come out flat in this game. And last year, they lost the season series three to one against Boston, um, and they got their butt kicks in the playoff. Playoff. So that's a game that I have circled. So hopefully, the Pacers bring it. Um, December seventeenth, LeBron and Anthony Davis come to Bankers Live Fieldhouse, so you can expect a lot of bandwagon fans there. A lot of fans that a couple years ago were Cleveland Cavaliers fans. And before that, they were Miami Heat fans. Before that, they were Cleveland Cavaliers fans. LeBron fans are the worst. So just prepare yourself. Some kid from Broad Ripple right now is ordering his LeBron James jersey. And he will show up there probably sitting in the row in front of you. He just became a Lakers fan. Maybe not last season because they sucked. But he just be definitely... Uh, became a Lakers fan after they got Anthony Davis so be prepared is all I'm saying we're always prepared for it we've seen what the Golden State fans have done and it's those games like that where I just like to stay home because I don't even want to be around it and that's sad to say because you know we need to be there to support them to you know weasel out some of those fans but they just drive the ticket prices up and I don't want to be around a bunch of bandwagoners so there it is enough about that and then April 8th at Boston Um, same reason before is because got our butts kicked by Boston and this is the only game they play at Boston so let's just go in there and let's whoop their butts last uh, last month of the season Let's not throw a goose egg out there. Let's go in there and show the Celtics we mean business. Maybe we'll be the 4th seed and we'll play them. Maybe we'll be the 6th seed and we'll play them. Hopefully we're the three seed and we play them. I don't really care. Just go in there and don't lay an egg like we did last year. Completely embarrassing. And I hate even thinking about it. Like, last year is just a blur to me. It's a blur. (laughs) Alright, next up on my docket. National TV games. Last season... The Pacers had 12 national TV games. Um, All their games against Philly were televised and then a couple against the New York Knicks. So this year, those games were cut in half. Um, Six national TV games for the Pacers this year five of them will be on ESPN one of them on TNT. I won't be surprised to see TNT move that game because they always seem to do that and replace it with some bullshit game because that's what they do. So that 227 game versus Portland don't be surprised to see them put a bullshit team on there. Just don't. I haven't looked and see seen who else is playing that night, but just don't be surprised. Um, so uh, first games in February. I don't know if I already said that. So, first game in February um, versus Toronto. And then they also have a national TV game versus Milwaukee in February. Then that game against Portland. And then in March, they have another one against Milwaukee televised and the Golden State Warriors televised. And then in April, that game I was just referencing um, at Boston is televised. So, I mean... What do we got there? Four of those are home games. So four home games there. Um, never seems like we can beat Portland. Uh, Toronto, it's going to be easier this year, but there'll still be some tough competition. Um, Milwaukee. And then the thing I do like is the Golden State game and the Portland game. They're both home games. Um, so they're going to be you know the 7, 8 o'clock start times. So, uh, it's going to be nice not to have a national TV game where I think in the years past the game started at 1030 and you're asleep in the first half. So, that'll be good. And then the last thing that I wanted to point out, and I know I've been talking to you guys' ear off, and it's probably a little bit different just hearing one person's voice here. But like I said, Hawk will be joining us here in just a second. The last thing I wanted to make sure I pointed out on the schedule was the month of April, and then I like to look at the first part of the schedule, the first 10 to 15 games in the last part of the schedule, and so last season, you know, the schedule got tougher for the Pacers in March and April, and because of that, they dropped from the third seed to the fifth seed, and so... Looking at those matchups at the end of the season, I'm looking at the final eight games here. I'm not looking at anything before then, but I'm looking at the month of April, which we play eight games. And so to start it off, they play at LA. And so PSA here, that the game before that, they play the Clippers. So they play back-to-back games against LA teams. Uh, but this is just the month of April, like I said. So they play at the Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Versus the Washington Wizards, at Miami, at Boston, versus Orlando, versus San Antonio, at Washington. So when I look at that, I'm happy. I'm pleased. Miami, I know they have Jimmy Butler now, but still don't think they're going to be great. Washington is Washington. You get to play them twice there in the final eight. Lakers maybe they're resting people. Um maybe Anthony Davis is hurt. I mean it could you never know how the schedule's going to play out, how the season's going to play out. Uh Brooklyn Kevin Durant could be back by then, but who really knows? No one really has a timetable on that. Um but it is at home, so that's plus. Uh the game at Boston, like I said, I've talked about the Boston games enough um and then orlando at home san antonio at home i think is you know i mean there's there's definitely easier ways that you could end the season but looking at that compared to what the pacers had last year i mean this is i'm not going to say it's a cakewalk but it's uh it's a lot easier than what they were facing last season so uh, that pretty much wraps up there uh it's the schedule just going over some of the highlights i know most of you have probably taken a look at it but that was more of a further in-depth look there um so what i'm going to do now is i'm just going to transition to uh to go ahead and give hawk a call and we're just going to talk about the uh the schedule together to get his thoughts on that get someone else's opinion so in just a second i'll have him on the line for you guys all right, now I have sitting, not actually sitting with me on the phone, I'm used to saying that he's sitting with me, but on the phone, via satellite right now, I have none other than the Eric Hawk. Hawk, I just saw you yesterday, we're back in the studios here today, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, I made a big change, I uh, cut the cord
0: officially, and I'm using PlayStation View for all of my uh, TV uh, viewing pleasure, and been about four or five days now, and it's it's working pretty
1: well. So I have to say I'm on board with the cord cutting. Now, I do have to ask, isn't PlayStation View? they didn't, no, that was Sling that cut out Fox Sports. So P- PlayStation View does have that still.
0: Of course, of course. I, that was the main, I wanted to watch NFL games, and I wanted to watch Pacers games. So it's the only thing I care about, and I cut my bill in half.
1: So, so far, so good on that. I mean, you might be selling me on that now, because uh, I yes. might have to make the move. So you
0: get it. With the sports package,
1: it's like an extra ten bucks. I'm in a contract. Best,
0: I'm gonna get all of the Fox Sports, so you get I get like Fox Sports Washington, I get Fox Sports Detroit, so I'm just taking in all kinds of random
1: sports. Wow. Products. So I yeah, League i never watched one. So that means that you could even watch like the Pistons games. Not that you would want to watch a Pistons game, but you could technically I watch could. one yes. Okay, wow. Interesting th- thoughts that you've given me here tonight, so I'll have to consider. Sometimes, uh, too, are Yeah. All right. So, anyway, I won't take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy man, um, but. I've used this show to give a recap to our listeners of the schedule that came out here today. We weren't able to talk about it on the podcast yesterday because obviously the schedule hadn't been released yet. But after looking at the schedule, what were some of the first thoughts that came to your mind um, from what you've seen just by looking at it real quick? Um, I think
0: we're going to know what Detroit has to offer after like <laughs> the
1: third week of the season. <laughs> we played Detroit three times in the first three weeks. I
0: love it. We're going to we're gonna know them up and down, and then we play Cleveland twice in there. The beginning of the ski since I'm excited for, just to see these guys mesh. And it looks like there's – I'm reading the comments on Instagram right now.
1: Um, there's no reason why the Pacers shouldn't start 11-0 and is the top comment. So, wow. I
0: think that Nets game will be tough just because it's on the road. Um, that's the second week. But other than that, we, the schedule's pretty easy until Oklahoma City, uh, November 12th. And then I thought December was one of our
1: tougher months. Yeah.
0: Um, Lakers, Boston, Clippers, Thunder, you know, Milwaukee, Toronto, Pelicans, Philly. So, other than that, I love the way we start, and then I kind of like the way we end, too. We got Washington, Washington, Miami, Brooklyn, Orlando, Lakers, and Boston mixed in there. So, the beginning and end, I, I'm, I'm excited for.
1: Uh, so, like you said, Pistons three times there in the first couple weeks of the season, so... I don't see us beating them three times there, but I mean, I would say at least, you know, they need to win like eight or nine of those games. I won't count on them to beat Brooklyn, but that's a really easy schedule to start off the season. You can't complain about that. We
0: play our first five games, we play three teams, which is hilarious. Yeah.
1: I was like, when I was writing it, I was like, pretty much it's Detroit and Cleveland alternating (laughs) back and forth, and then we're just mixing in a couple other teams. Yeah. Uh, The scheduler obviously didn't put much thought into the first couple weeks for the Pacers, but so be it. I'm not complaining. I like what I see there. And I can't remember, were you on board with an easier schedule to start off, or were you on board for a harder schedule from yesterday?
0: Easier schedule to start off was my stand. And also, I just saw on ESPN, they're not doing 10.30 Eastern tip times on the West Coast games anymore. And that's that's good.
1: That's good. Because when I see something on the schedule and it says 10 o'clock... I think I'm, you know, i got to wake up early the next day for the morning like most people. But when I see it say 10 o'clock, I'm like that extra hour, half hour just makes so much of a difference.
0: It really, really does.
1: And because those 10.30 games, they don't end until like 1.00, one thirty, And so, yeah, I've, I'm i all on board for that. Um, so that some of the other things road trip-wise, they have three five-game road trips during the season. Have you looked at the one in January? Because that one looks pretty... Pretty darn sad. I don't know. Maybe we can win one game on that. Uh, the January. It starts on the nineteenth. So it's, uh, Denver, Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, Portland. Yes. Yeah, that's tough.
2: And then we get we have basically a back to back with Minnesota with the day in between before and then Philly,
0: Chicago. I mean, that whole grouping right there is definitely tough on the road. But you're going to have one of those a year. We always do. All the East Coast teams do. Denver, Utah on a back to back. I'd like to think we could get one of those. Those are tough teams, obviously. Phoenix winnable, and then Warriors at Portland. And we never win at Portland. Uh, Golden State. I mean, we swept them two years ago, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we're never going to win at Portland. So if we go two and three, I think that's fine. And that little schedule. And I mean, do we have any idea when Oladipo's coming back? Are we just look. We're
1: thinking. Uh, we're thinking probably. I think early January at okay, the earliest. So we could
0: have, that could be Oladipo's like toughest start, just the team's toughest road game. I mean, so
2: it'll be interesting.
1: Um. So do you think that based on the schedule you see that the Pacers should probably at least go, hopefully go 500 before he goes gets back, or should we uh, be calling the season if we're under 500 before Oladipo gets back? With
0: that easy start, hopefully we're above 500. I mean, we got the talent. The December, like I said, was was tough. I mean, if we're around 500, there's no reason to panic. You just want to be healthy for the playoffs, obviously, but I, I don't see any reason we should be under 500 before yeah. he gets back.
1: All right, I got a couple more questions for you, and then I'll let you go. So uh, last year you went to a couple big games um most notably the boston game oladipo making the game winning shot that early part of the season you were there for when oladipo went down with the injury um and you were also there uh i believe in the playoffs and you ended up sitting on a toilet on twitter live after the game (laughs) i think it was game three so so you were at some notable games last year so when you're looking at that schedule, the home games that you see, what games do you have circled as games that you think that you are probably going to end up going to or that you really want to go to? So with my work schedule, the beginning of the season,
0: it's always it's always fishy. I don't really know if I can go to many of the games at the start, but I would like to go to that first Saturday Milwaukee game. So the second Saturday home game of the year, 7 p.m. start time. Love to see Giannis play. Um, and then from then on out, I would love to go to the Clippers home game, obviously, get my little boo on. And then from then on, looking into February, I got to see my boy. I got to see the Pelicans. Uh, February 8th, I got to see Zion play. So those are the games I'm circled early. And then, you know, whoever's got three tickets for me, I'll, I'll go to any game I can.
1: Uh, I am looking. February, I think, 29th. So uh, next year's a leap year. So February 29th, not a game. Day that happens very often. They play at Cleveland. I'm thinking road trip. Born ready to pod. Um, I'm saying let's do it. Let's take over Cleveland. I know they got a casino there. They do. And all right. So last question here for you. Uh, National TV game wise, last year they had 12 games on national TV. This year it's went down to six. And the first one isn't until February (laughs) 7th. So are you pissed off or do you just not care? I'm
0: I'm at the point where six is six. I think is okay. I mean, they want us obviously to have Oladipo back before they put us on TV. I think, but we have we have four scheduled games in February, so I think
1: they're, they're gonna think we probably uh, or no wait what is that we have yeah, three, two three in February yeah two or three in February and then March and then, there's two or th- there's two
0: yeah and then the last one's the Celtics uh, April eighth but I don't really care anymore. I mean. Six, I think, I don't think we've been slided with six. I saw the
1: Lakers had like, what, 31 or something televised games or something wow. crazy. Wow, I did not see that, that's nuts. It was something outrageous, so for
0: me, six, small market team, we're not going to get much love early on with, you know, no all-stars necessarily, so... I don't really care. I know people. That's for other people to get mad about. I don't got time to get mad about
1: that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I see a lot of people complaining on tw- on Twitter, but you know it is what it is. You're going to be able to watch the games anyway. And, uh, and I want
0: some smothered chicken, and I need dinero. You know, so like it's like there's a trade off when you when you have a national televised
1: game. Yeah, and I was saying earlier. I mean, you get more of those god awful suits that Jeremiah Johnson wears. Just kidding. And we only
0: got one TNT game. So we're only gonna get Reggie once, and yes, Jeremiah, let's let's, let's step up the game this year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> JJ, obviously I'm I'm messing with you. The suits aren't god awful; they're just interesting. Interesting yeah, is a good right. word for him. So, I mean, he obviously has better fashion sense than I do. I'm right now. I'm recording this with no shirt on and a pair of red shorts. I'm just gonna be honest with you I'm, guys. I'm no shirt, blue shorts. So <laughs> <I> really- <laughs> That's how we do it here. So, All right, Hawk, I appreciate your time. I know this was thrown together at the last minute, but uh appreciate your input on the schedule, and you have a great rest of the week. All right,
0: and uh, best wishes to Mike Posner out there. Rattlesnake bites are no joke.
1: All right, I'll have to look that up because I haven't heard about that. So,
0: All right, take it easy. <laughs>
1: All right, now I have on the show a recurring guest, also fan of the show, but he's also been a host on the show before. I uh, wanted to get someone else's input since Jake thinks he's better than everybody now with his new job and won't chime in. So I have Jared New on the line here, and uh, I'm just going to get Jared's thoughts here on the schedule that came out here today. And before I do that, Jared, I want to ask, how's it going, man? How, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Doing doing pretty well. Um, I'm ready to be better than Jake once again, as usual, since he, you know, like you said, is too
1: good for the show now. Yeah, uh, he comes, so like yesterday he came late, he was a half hour late to the show, and you know, today he hasn't still yet to respond to my text message, so, uh, you know, he gets a new job and suddenly he's just better than everybody, so I guess it is what it is, but...
2: If you remember the last time that I hosted too, I said that I was coming for his job.
1: That is true. Before,
2: like it sounds like that there may be a position opening up soon. So you know, I'm
1: I'm still there. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking it's starting to look that way. We'll see what happens. Um. Anyway, back to the schedule. So I don't know how much you've looked at the schedule here, uh, but I've went over all the main bullet points that I like to go over. Road trips, home stands, uh, some notable dates on the schedule, national TV games—things that people seem to look at right away when they look at the schedule. So, I was just going to get your initial thoughts when you saw that. Did you did you think it was pretty balanced, or did you think there was a lot of you know tough stretches like last season uh, for the Pacers in certain months? So, a couple things. Like,
2: um, first off, I did think it was pretty pretty decently balanced. Um, it seems like a little bit of an easier schedule than we've had in had in previous years, at least on paper. Anyway, obviously, we don't know how, how good teams are going to be until they start start playing games. But one thing, actually, Mark Mark Boyle ended up posting on Instagram that I noticed a little bit ago was um, where I think we're like traveling the third less miles
1: in the league wow. this year. So I think that that's going to be definitely beneficial to us as far
2: as you know keeping guys fresh and keeping guys healthy. And, you know, and, and things like that. But the only stretch that I really paid attention to is every single year. This this seems, seems to happen to us too, where we have like this December to January stretch of where it's just just we're playing every good West team. It seems yeah. Like. And so, and a,
1: specifically like that ten game stretch where we have the Lakers and the Clippers both in there. So that one
2: is going to be very tough. Um, but other than that, like there wasn't really a stretch that I saw that. I thought it was going to be too much to handle, of course. Because, yeah, you know, after February, Victor will be back, well, hopefully by that point. So things should uh, you know, ease up a little bit, at least
1: by then. Yeah, and, I, and when I look, and I've kind of touched on this before when I was talking to myself and with Hawk, was the first things that I like to look at are the beginning part of the schedule and then the ending part of the schedule. So looking at those first ten games, I mean, they play the Detroit Pistons three times um and they also play the cavaliers twice so when i've looked at those 10 games i'm like well easily they should go maybe seven and three eight and two um obviously you're playing with a bunch of new guys but you know there's not much competition there and then when i look at the last eight games really the only game that really worries me is the game at la the lakers um but with that game, I mean, you're also considering maybe, you know, the Lakers like to rest guys, so maybe their guys won't be playing. Um, and then you also have a game at Boston that might be tough. But other than that, those last eight games, you you play at home versus the Spurs, the Magic. Then you play Washington twice and Miami, and then also the Nets. So it doesn't seem like the first part of the schedule and the last part of the schedule are is tough for the Pacers this season. I think that's a plus. Um, I, cause last season, you know, they dropped that month of March and last part of April, they dropped from the third to the fifth seed just by how tough their schedule was. So I think, you know, looking at that, especially the last part of April there, I think they could go on a nice little run. Um, and I know you probably don't have the schedule in front of you cause you're driving, but I think they could go on a nice little run there into the playoffs that can, you know, boost their confidence and also possibly playoff seating. Sure, I mean,
2: really, out of those games, too, the only ones that kind of scare me, as, as you mentioned it, is really kind of those Miami games because I think that they're kind of a weird team. I know that they got Jimmy Butler, but I don't really feel like they got that much better, even despite getting him. Yeah. So it's they're they're, they're kind of one of those teams that just every time they they play us, it seems like they have some guy that just gets really hot randomly. It just torches us for a minute and just makes our life hell for a second. And then he sucks the rest of the year. So, I mean, you know, who knows if they're going to have that type type of performance from somebody, but they just seem to be a team that, that always plays us tough every time. And they're, they're a weird game. Boston is another one. I think that people, for some reason, think that they're not going to be that good. Yeah. I know that they lost Kyrie and Horford, which are obviously big losses. I mean, they're both really great, but I feel like they're still going to be really tough. Yeah. Kim does not suck. He is a really good basketball player. And I feel like people are kind of getting to the point now of starting to kind of underrate him now. Oddly, because he's taking Kyrie's spot, but he's freaking good. And he's been good this whole time. So I expect them to be tough, too. Washington, you just never know. They're weird, too. They should be terrible, but probably
1: won't be. They're, at the same time, could win 10 games. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like to see in a, some dates that I pointed out was they play Boston in December and then that game at Boston in April that's the only game they play at Boston but I think those are games even though you have Kyrie and Horford like you said are gone I think and then the Pacers with a lot of new guys I think, I think the Pacers should circle those dates just because simply last year uh, they got their asses kicked in the regular season and obviously getting swept in the playoffs by the Celtics you just can't come out again and I think uh, you know, just lay a complete goose egg against them, even though they're a different team. Um, I think you need to come out and circle those dates and make sure that you're playing. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I just would love to kick their ass pretty much is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> those are also the games
2: too, that I think that we're really going to know whether or not this is a bonus Turner pairing works because in the past, I mean, Canner is a guy that's been kind of, you know, just okay throughout his career. But he's always kind of kicked Turner's ass every time that they play him because he can out-rebound him and is way more physical. Yeah. So, this will be a way to kind of test to see if you can kind of switch Turner and Sabonis some to have Sabonis play more of the five during those types of games and turn more out by the perimeter. So, it'll be interesting to see, like, how that matchup's going to work against a team like them where they're still going to play a guy like Hayward or Tatum at the four to kind of still pull one of those guys away. And Turner is like, the perfect guy for that. So... That'll be interesting to see how that lineup works against them, too. I think I feel like that's like a perfect matchup for
1: that. Yeah. All right. So a couple more questions here for you, and then I'll let you go. Um, so looking at the I, – I had hit on notable calendar dates. I, I obviously hit on those games versus Milwaukee, all four of those, and all four against Philly. Uh, there's a big game there on New Year's Eve that I think uh, hopefully will get a decent amount of attendance, even though it starts at 3 p.m. and a lot of people will, people will be getting drunk a few hours later. But that's a big game there, so. A lot of big games on the schedule. You got the Clippers coming with Paul George and Kawhi, the Lakers obviously Anthony Davis, um, and then you know you got Zion Williamson coming to Indy, etc. There's so much going, so much turnaround in the NBA. So, what games do you look forward to specifically? I know you go to a lot of games during the year that you want to make sure that you are at this year to watch at Bankers Life Fieldhouse.
2: Well, the first one and i mentioned it to you guys on twitter as well thad young's return
1: game is my birthday this year so nice. i'm gonna try to go to that one for sure um i like did I, I requested that day off from work like four months ago anyway so that's great yeah
2: <laughs> um, the only two teams or there's only three teams actually in the in the nba that i've never seen in person and i wanted to try to hit them all this year um the lakers the clippers and the nuggets are the three teams i've never seen and they're all going to be good so it you know, this is a good time to go see them all. Um, I try to go to, like, usually the Rockets every year, even though they can be just abysmal to watch sometimes. I mean, they should be at least decently exciting this year with Westbrook on the team. So that would be a good one to go see. Um, New Orleans, like you mentioned, is a good one, obviously, to see how Zion is. And honestly, the other one is Memphis. I really want to see Jaron Jackson play, and I want to see Shaw play and see how they – you know, use this young core to their advantage moving forward. It's gonna be that'll be a fun one. I like going to see the young guys.
1: Mainly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I think that'll. I mean, I, I I've been to several games too. I, I don't have them counted off like you do, so I wish I did. I wish I started doing that because that'd be interesting to see how many teams I haven't seen played. Um, but I would say, and I talked about it earlier, was I always like to go to, or at least try to go to the Black Friday game. So. Uh, this year they play the Hawks. So usually um, it's pretty packed there at the Field House. A lot of people are out there shopping or doing whatever downtown and then hitting up the game afterwards. The game starts at 8 o'clock, so it's always a fun game to either be at or watch on TV. So that's one that I personally have circled. There's no real rev- relevance to it except for the fact that it's on Black Friday. It's a four-day weekend. and uh, that's great. Yeah, so I, I have that one circled for sure. I and mean, you got
2: Trey, Trey Young in
1: that one too. Yeah, and a lot of good young player, young pieces on the Hawks. So I mean, they're not gonna, they're gonna be an average team this year. But you know, like I said, Black Friday, they could be playing the Harlem Globetrotters, and I'd still probably have it circled. So, all right. You definitely play, play the yeah. Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe the who is it? The Generals? Then I should have said. But um, last question here for you. Um, I know a lot of people get pissy about it on Twitter, so uh, I have my thoughts on it, and I asked Hawk about it as well. So last year, the Pacers had 12 national TV games, Um, so if you put that up to comparison, uh, this year I believe the Lakers have 31. Um, So the Pacers' national TV games this year went down to six, so they were cut in half, five of them on ESPN, one on TNT. Does that piss you off, or is it just something where you simply say, I could care less? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of
2: in between. I would like for us to be on national television more just because that means that we're getting recognition, at least in my eyes. But it, it's, not, it's neither here nor there, really. It's just, I'm going to get to watch the game anyway, and that's really what matters. So it's fine. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal to me.
1: Yeah, because I see a lot of people, you know, on Twitter, and they're always saying, how many national TV games are we going to get? I, I, we got to get at least 10 or I'm going to be pissed. It's just like... I mean the games are the games and they're going to be on when they're on. I get that, you know, you want to watch you want to watch a game on ESPN or TNT here and there, but from my experience, from what I've seen, I mean you watch it and these these commentators that they have maybe one night of studying the Pacers and they just don't really have any idea what's going on because they're just never watching them. So I mean, you you could put me on the call, and obviously those guys have more basketball knowledge than me, but I feel like, you know, I'd be able to do just as good of a job as calling out, you know, the Pacers as, you know, some Hubie Brown, you know, I mean – the, sure. These these guys just don't watch the Pacers. So uh, I, I, any game, you know, I love I love getting some Christian Quinn Buckner, Jeremiah Johnson on the reg. So, I mean, anytime I can get a GIF or a video of Quinn Buckner saying something ridiculous, I mean, you get more <laughs> opportunities for that. So that's always a plus. And I think I read, too, that all of our national games, I think, are not until, like, February as well, right? You're right. first one's February 7th. It makes sense that they're cut in half
2: anyway, because, I mean, obviously our best player's out, he's somebody that's become pretty pretty popular in the league anyway, so
1: it, it makes sense that, you know, we're not going to be on national television until then anyway. Yeah, and then the other thing that I do like is those games, all of them start, I think, at 7 or 8, so a couple oh. of them last year didn't start to like 10.30, and they did actually move that up, so 10.30... National TV games actually start at ten now, so I, I was talking and I said that half hour just makes so much of a difference. Yeah, that's really when dope. I see a ten o'clock game, I'm more willing to stay up than a ten thirty because at ten thirty game, you know you're going to be up to at least one one thirty, and especially the ending of NBA games that can always take at least a half hour. The last two minutes, so
2: especially now it's a stupid challenge rule. Yeah, there.
1: yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That's for sure.
2: It will
1: play out terribly. Yeah, I can only imagine. (laughs) All right, Jared, well, I appreciate your time. Um, Thanks again for, you know, filling in as an additional co-host here, fan interaction, since, uh, you know, we have a slacker on the team right now. But we won't give him too much crap. We know know he's busy, but I do appreciate you coming on real quick and uh, giving your insight on the schedule. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Yep, no problem.